Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. Thanks for joining me. It's going to be a special show. We're going to one of my favorite people. We're going to go up to Huron, South Dakota, and we're going to visit with Dr. Christina Porter. We're going to talk about keeping cattle warm during times of cold stress. Closed captioning is brought to you by Profusion Drench for Beef Cattle, a no-prescription, no-needle supplement. To learn more, go to zenpro.com. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here at Iowa State University, and I really enjoy this new format. I don't get out as much, but doing it on Zoom, we got to get out in the field. And so as we start to come out of COVID and we start to do more and more in the field, we're going to be hitting these veterinary clinics. Production Animal Consultation, or otherwise known as PAC, has members of veterinarians across Kansas, Colorado, South Dakota, Iowa, many, many different states. And today, one of our favorites, we're going to see Dr. Christina Porter up in Huron, South Dakota. We're going to talk about cold stress. Now, I know you're going to think, well, cold stress, and I'm from the South, so I don't have to worry about cold stress in cattle. I can tell you some of the worst wrecks I've seen with blizzards or cold stress or cold events coming in occurred in my practice in West Texas when we would have lightweight Mexican calves and all of a sudden we'd have some sort of weather event in the winter that would cause some tremendous problems. We're going to learn how prevention is the key. Well, welcome to Chile, South Dakota. Dr. Dan wanted to visit a little bit about cold stress today, so we are getting ready for um, some snow coming. So it's a, a hot topic on our mind right now is getting these cattle ready for the weather that's coming in these next couple days. One thing that we've learned is preventative measures work a lot better than after you have a problem. So uh, the, the main thing to remember is that cattle need to use up energy to stay warm. So anytime it gets cold, they're going to take their extra reserve body stores to keep their body temperature correct. So we need to remember that and we need to make up for those times. Otherwise, we're going to get some serious deficiencies that are going to lead to problems later. Um, in cattle, we talk about the lower critical temperature. So that would be the temperature that cows are okay until they get to that threshold. And then when they reach that lower critical temperature, anything below that, they're going to need to use their body stores in order to, to maintain their body heat. So extra energy is absolutely required. And if it is not provided for them, they will have to make up for it somehow. Cows in good body condition with a good winter hair coat that are ready for a Northern Plains winter, their critical temperature is about 19 degrees. So if we get below 19 degrees, that's where that extra supplementation is needed. Up until that point, they are, they are really doing well. Wind chill does factor in to that. So that, that 19 degrees in the northern plains, we will go weeks where we never get above that, where every day is taking extra energy to maintain their, their body temp. The way to figure out how much extra energy they'll need is assume anything below that critical temperature, so 19 degrees in a cow in good condition, anything below that is 1% extra energy needs required. 10 degrees, I believe, is what it was this morning. That would be 9% extra energy that cattle needed today in South Dakota to maintain body temperature. At this temperature, we can do that. We can supplement, we can make up for that. If you're talking 40 below, 50 below with wind chill, a three-day blizzard, 
there's no way we can get those cows to eat enough to make up for that. So that's where we need to make sure these cows are in good shape going into winter, knowing those days are gonna be coming. The body condition score greatly affects that lower critical temperature threshold that they will get in trouble if they're below that point. So a cow that is a little thin, maybe a body condition score of four instead of five, immediately her lower critical temperature goes from 19 degrees to 27 degrees. So now we're talking most of the winter in the Northern Plains that she needs extra energy to maintain that body heat. It's also greatly affected by the wet hair coat. A winter with lots of precipitation where the cows are wet, that insulation is gone and they're going to take much more energy to stay warm if their hair coat is wet rather than it's dry. If you have a cow that got rained on to where she is soaked all the way through, her lower critical temperature can go from 19 degrees to 57 degrees. If you get rain before the blizzard, that's a worst case scenario for a cow and we need to prepare them for those situations that might come and we need to take really good care of them both during the tough weather during that cold stretch and after because we probably will not get enough energy into them to maintain that energy that they need so we need to feed them even after the weather straightens out to make up for what they lost during that bad weather okay dr dan now let's go outside and actually look at some things that we can do here on our own ranch we'll go into a pen of cattle and bed them and prepare them for a cold snap that we have coming up here Folks, just unbelievable information there. Understanding what the lower critical temperature of the cow is, understanding that, that we've got to have good body condition score, we've got to have a good hair coat, and rain can just be a killer. More to come with Dr. Porter after these messages. ValleyVet.com is your one-stop shop for your every animal need. From prescription meds, vaccines, equipment, and more for the ranch to the show ring, shop ValleyVet.com for fast shipping and great prices. Supply. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. We're up in Huron, South Dakota with one of my favorite vets, Dr. Christina Porter. She's sharp as they come and she's going to talk a little bit now about how we use nutrition to keep these cattle in a positive energy balance and help them get through the winter even during these cold snaps. We had mentioned earlier that for every degree below their lower critical temperature, it increases their energy requirements 1%. So one thing you can do if you know cold weather is coming is to feed them more of the same ration. Now with calves like this, you have to be really careful not to get them in a state where you're changing rations every day. You need a gradual increase and then to keep it halfway consistent, don't just knock it back to where they were before when the cold stress ends. These cattle really need a consistent diet. But if you can just gradually knock them up on the amount of feed that they're eating, getting ready for the cold, and then slowly come down on the other side, that's one way to give them the extra energy that they need. When you're talking mama cows, remember that the requirements in the third trimester are higher than the other two trimesters. So that calf is drawing more energy out of the dam than she would have been earlier in the pregnancy. So for cows, it's a lot easier to just give them more to eat. But sometimes the temperature is so low, they can't physically eat enough to make up for the extra energy that they're needing. So there you could change to a higher quality hay. You could add a little corn, add a little distillers, do something like that to make sure they're getting those extra 
extra needs in. But remember, if you have that three-day blizzard, they're probably not eating at all. So there, you'll need to keep supplementing them for possibly weeks after your cold stress, after the storm, to make up for what they lost during that event. Bedding is another thing that can decrease our energy requirements. If they're laying on cold, hard ground like this, their body heat is going to be lost into the ground. If we have a, a pen bedded well enough that all these calves have a place that they can go and lay down, that's really going to help them maintain their body heat and make a big difference in the amount of extra feed that you're going to need to give them. To get ready for some cold weather coming, we're going to put some fresh corn stalks into this pen of calves. Corn stalks, straw, bean stalks, bales, they all work a little differently, but they will all help decrease our energy requirements that these cows need. They'll chew on it a little bit. They'll lose less body heat laying on the bedding. There's a lot of benefits that it has for cold weather. Frostbite on bulls becomes a really big deal when it comes semen testing time. Laying on a bedding pen is gonna have less problems for the bulls too. Windbreak can make a huge difference because that critical temperature is affected by the wind chill. It's not true temperature outside. So if we can keep them dry, if we can keep them out of the wind, if we can keep them laying on a nice bedded pen, that's going to allow us to not have to increase their energy as much as we would have otherwise. Dr. Dan, another thing, maybe you can help me out with the numbers, but there's some really neat studies showing us that what happens to these calves in utero is really going to affect the rest of their lives. So we'll visit a little bit about in the next segment about fetal programming and that health of that fetus and how that can change the rest of their lives on the ranch. Isn't that some great information? Didn't you ever wonder or think about how we can use bedding to keep cattle dry, how we can use windbreaks to keep them out of the wind? And we always thought that we were doing it just because it was the right thing to do for the animals. But now having an understanding from Dr. Porter that these types of things increase the body's ability to utilize nutrients and it improves your hay stores and it improves the energy that we feed these animals. We'll come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about nutrition with Dr. Porter. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan here. We're heading to Huron, South Dakota. Yeah, I'm gonna beam it up. Anyway, we're talking with Dr. Christina Porter. She's a tremendous uh, veterinarian. I, I just thoroughly enjoy her and her husband, Matt, is also a veterinarian. They're some of my favorite people at K-State. And so being able to work with them even distantly is, uh, is great. Now, in this segment, we're gonna talk about nutrition. What's going on inside that animal, inside that pregnant cow during gestation? What are some of the limitations? What are the, some of the things we need to look at to help carry her through the winter to get that calf on the ground? Now, Dan, something that just totally fascinates me is what's happening inside these bred heifers. What's happening to that fetus and how we're feeding these cattle is gonna affect our next generation. So we know that the energy requirements are higher when they're giving part of that nutrients to that calf. So as that calf gets bigger in this third trimester, it matters what the cow's energy state is, not only for her, but also for the health of that calf. So there's some neat research done at Oklahoma and in Nebraska that has shown us that heifers, the baby heifer calves that are born, 
will have a higher reproductive success if their mamas were supplemented compared to if their mamas were just run out on corn stalks with no extra supplementation. So we know from that research that if these cows are lacking energy, that baby is not gonna develop to its full potential. We can not only change these cows and their reproductive success for our next breeding season, but we can change the calves that are in utero right now by adequately feeding these cows and giving them all the energy that they need during these cold winters. Okay, Dr. Dan, we have not talked about water. Water we know is important to cell health for their response to vaccine. It's important in keeping them cool in the summer, but it's also very important in the winter. Water intake drives food intake. So if these cattle don't have access to good clean water and if they aren't drinking enough, that will limit the amount of feed that they're eating. If we can't get water into them, they won't eat enough feed no matter how much extra energy we try to feed them. Make sure if you're chopping water, it's a big enough hole that it's not frozen before the last of the cows get up there. Make sure those cows have access to water in as much of the day as possible. Make sure these calves have a clean tank to drink out of, that they have access to that tank because they have to stay hydrated in order to eat enough. Isn't that some incredible information? When we start to think about, we think about feed and we think about um, chopping ice as being a, a pain, right? Well, keeping that water supply in those cows, not only keeping them dry, keeping them out of the wind, making sure that we feed them properly, but making sure that we understand that water in the winter is what drives feed intake. Making sure that we have a good water source is vitally important. When we come back, we'll do a wrap up up in Huron, South Dakota with Dr. Porter. ValleyVet.com is your one-stop shop for your every animal need. From prescription meds, vaccines, equipment, and more for the ranch to the show ring, shop ValleyVet.com for fast shipping and great prices. ValleyVet Supply. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk, Dr. Dan Thompson. I hope you enjoy the new format because we're getting out and about. And now we're in Huron, South Dakota. We're with Dr. Christina Porter, and she's going to talk to us about some events that occurred a couple of winters ago. Just a tremendous case and a tremendous learning opportunity, and we're so glad that she shares it with us. Hope you enjoyed seeing those calves out there getting excited about their new bedding and some preventative measures that we can take to have them ready for the cold weather that's coming our way. Now I wanted to tell you uh, an example that I learned from 10 years into this business, a lifetime of growing up on a cattle ranch, you, you can learn something new all the time. We had some weather here that was cold even for South Dakota a couple years back. It was in the middle of calving out heifers. We had, oh, probably 75 head of AI'd heifers due in one day and it happened to be 40 below for the two weeks that they were calving. So that, that puts everything you talk about with cold stress to a very extreme level to where it, it stresses the people that are caring for them, the cattle themselves, and the baby calves to a whole new level. What happened was we started losing some calves of our own and a neighbor that I was helping to calve out, we did every diagnostic workup on them. It came back as nothing, but we were losing calves that had been born with no dystocia 
absolutely got off to the best start they could have in the kind of weather we were talking about. But at about three, four days old, they would just get weak, they would lay down, and the next day they would not get back up. After losing several calves this way, with absolutely no signs of pneumonia, nothing else that could possibly have been the cause of it, it dawned on me that these calves were just starving to death. When they start to get a little mild hypothermic, they lay there and they're cold and they're in their nice soft bedding and it feels good there and they're not getting up and they're not eating. So even though we were getting calves up every day to evaluate their health, they weren't drinking and they were only getting up when we were out there with them. 40 below stresses everybody and everything. And when you talk, not just days of 40 below, but weeks of 40 below, these calves were living their whole three days of life in such a hypothermic state that they drank, they nursed well, they got their colostrum, but their energy requirements were not being met. And they just got weaker and slower. And by three, four days old, they were starving to death. So what we started doing in those extreme weather you go out every two hours to check heifers anyway. We got every calf up every two hours and stood there and watched it suck. And all of a sudden our death loss just ended. Those calves needed to be, to be up and moving around and they were not gonna do it on their own. They, the mothers were laying there, not getting up like they should because they were also pretty cold. Even though they had good feed, um, they weren't making sure, sure those calves nursed anyway because of the extreme temperatures and they they needed We know we need to feed cows extra, but we forget that those little babies might need help getting the extra feed and energy that they need so nursing more frequently is is a Really big deal in those baby calves to maintain their health to maintain their energy and to get off to a good start Dr. Dan, thanks so much for having us. We hope that you can learn from us up here in the Northern Plains, the, the lessons that we maybe figure out the hard way sometimes, but winter's coming and, and we're ready for it and hope that you and your cattle are too. Thanks so much for having me on. Look forward to doing it again someday. Hey folks, uh, just an incredible show. Uh, thanks so much to Dr. Christina and for all the people in here on South Dakota for letting us borrow her for the day. Just remember that these cows going into wintertime, having proper body condition score going in, doesn't just assure rebreeding, it helps them actually be comfortable and go through the winter and, and, and be more comfortable. Having a good hair coat, understanding that, that water on their hair coat can really raise that critical lower temperature for those cows from 19 degrees all the way to 57. Understand that bedding helps keep them dry. Windbreaks start to help keep them warm, but all of that rolls into improved feed efficiency and better use of your hay pile. Understanding that, that water is so vitally important. Not only are we gonna ramp these animals up on energy and feed heading into a blizzard or a winter event, but we also have to help them come out of that and taper off of the feed because they spent two or three days not eating. Water drives intake. Make sure these animals, even in the coldest times, they want to drink. And then when you're talking about the power of observation, like Dr. Porter was talking about, we want to make sure that you understand that little baby calves don't understand that when they're warm, they still need to get up and go, go get a drink from mom. All of this thing is just why Dr. Porter is such a wonderful veterinarian. Thanks for watching Doc Talk. And remember, if you want to know what we do on Doc Talk, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. 
I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here in Iowa State University with Dr. Christina Porter up in Huron, South Dakota, and we'll see you down the road. Doc Talk was brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals.